Please stand by for a special podcast from Two Works For You. And welcome to another edition of Beyond the Forecast. What a wonderful guest we have here today once again. As the music pipes in, the happy music, it's meteorologist John Haverfield. Welcome, hey. John. <laughs> Thank you. There we yes. go. That's, I love the sound effects. Uh, yes. Yeah, so if anybody's been listening, they know I can never remember which button. It's not. Yeah, it's it it needs those. to be labeled, you know? Right. Because we have... There's the laugh track. I'm going to be using that later. <laughs> this is such a funny podcast. All right. So, meteorologist John Haverfield. John, let's go back to your history. Where are you from? So, I'm from Tulsa, right here, born and raised. How um, about that? Yep. Uh, spent you know, Since I was 10 years old, I, I lived in uh, Broken Arrow. And then uh, me and my family uh, moved to uh, South Tulsa. And... Uh, Currently live downtown, so <laughs> haven't gone very far. <laughs> That's right. And where did you go to school? Uh, so I went to Bishop Kelly for high school. Woo, woo and, Comets. Uh, yep, like you did. Mm-hmm. And um, um, then I went to OU for college. And so here you are, a uh, meteorologist with Two Works For You, but mm-hmm. also, I mean, this is kind of a, a, a moonlighting thing you're doing with us. What is your normal day job? So I, I work in sales for a national distribution company. It's called uh, Republic. And uh, basically, we're uh, the largest alcohol supplier in the country. Um, and so we supply uh, fine wines, mainly this mine division. So I kind of oversee the sales of fine wines to retailers. Um, and that can include everybody. So that includes um, liquor stores, uh, convenience stores, uh, restaurants, grocery stores, bars, casinos, um, hotels, anywhere that, that sells beverages, uh, we supply to and they, they buy through us because um, Oklahoma is a three-tier system. So they, it goes from the supplier um, who we get um, our uh uh, supply from, mm-hmm. and then uh, we sell it from them to the retailers. Gotcha. So we're the distributor, kind of the the middle person. So, who is your biggest client right now? Uh, so my biggest client, well, in, in my division um, here in Tulsa, that would be um, the, both of the Park Hill liquor stores. In so my they are huge consumers of liquor or alcohol. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah, okay. yeah. So that's that's my division's. Um, two biggest accounts there and we um our company has a bunch of different divisions that uh cover like just the sectors that i just mentioned like grocery stores and convenience stores and hotels and on-premise and off-premise and all that good stuff but you're mainly just the stores and yeah here in east oklahoma yeah and I, i like liquor stores because you know, you're, you're working with the owners and you're working with small business owners mm-hmm. here in Tulsa who have grown up here and like, that's their life. You yeah. Know, that, you know, when you, when you walk into their store, you're walking into their house. Like that is, you know, their baby. So I, I like working with small businesses here in my hometown and kind of help them do whatever I can to increase their business and, you know, keep their businesses thriving here in Tulsa. You know, I would imagine that that is a recession proof uh, hard knock life proof uh, yeah. business. Yeah, I'm I'm blessed to to be able to be in it, especially you know with the unfortunate times we've had uh, lately. Um, you know, it it with, with alcohol, it just doesn't really affect it. Um, you know, when whenever things are bad, people still drink, and when things are good, people drink to celebrate. So um, <laughs> it's kind of 
two different sides there, but, um, but yeah, we've, we've done pretty well with sales and definitely to bl- blessed to be a part of it for sure. That's awesome. So John, uh, you know, with the full-time job and then helping us out here, uh-huh. uh, which you've been really a godsend to us because, uh, you know, when, when we need the help, you're here, uh, on a, on an instant notice and we appreciate that greatly, but have you had much time over the past couple of years with all these things going on to actually get out and chase? Um, not as much as I'd like to. Um, I have you, I mean, it's okay. You know, we're not expecting you to chase every day. <laughs> When's the last time well, you went chasing? There haven't really been that great of setups. It's true. Um, you know, I think the last time I saw a tornado was when I was chasing here in 2019, mm. uh, in May. Okay. Um, and when I was out in the, in our storm truck and that was, uh, the tornadoes down in Oak Mulgee, mm-hmm. uh, and then later at night toward Grand Lake. Um, those were the last tornadoes I wow. saw back yeah. in 2019. And then of course last year wasn't much of a season. Um, no. so I didn't really get out much last year. And so, yeah, last time was 2019. Okay. So do you still have that itch to go out and chase or is it like, I'm yeah. just so busy. I just, it's just not there. I mean, it's, it's definitely there. Um, you know, I've, I've seen, you know, a lot of tornadoes. Um, so I'm not too eager to chase every single setup. Um, nowadays, you get to be be picky now. Yeah. Now, nowadays, like when I was back in college, I would chase everything Mm -hmm. like slight risks, marginal risk. You know, if there was going to be a few clouds in the springtime, I'd go out just in case. But, uh, now it's just, you know, it has to be a really, really good setup for me, um, to drive out there in the, you know, when I'm not chasing here for the, for the station or helping out during severe weather here, obviously. Right. Um, I like chasing in the terrain West of here. Let's be honest though. You really don't have the vehicle to chase right now. I don't No, You don't want, you don't want to take your Audi out, you know, yeah. getting hail. And no, probably not the best idea. Um, not at all. And insurance yeah. and don't want to yeah. mess with that. You're, you're a little older now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Got responsibilities. You know, yeah. You, if you know, you see in the movie Twister, I was kind of like dusty in college. <laughs> so I think I'm, I'm more the grown up version of dusty. I guess. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Do you miss that time though? Yeah, it was fun. I mean, uh, it was um, definitely, you know, chasing with my friends there at, at OU Meteorology and, um, you know, just doing all night driving across Kansas and then all night back <laughs> home to Norman and, and you know, sometimes busting big time and not seeing anything. And sometimes, you know, we got lucky and saw a lot of tornadoes. So, um it was it was a, a lot of a lot of fun and in the years that when I was active most we had some really active years, mm-hmm. uh, twenty thirteen. Oh man, um, extremely active year. That that a huge huge had a huge impact on your your mental state, right? Yeah, I mean, just twenty thirteen is when I saw the EF five tornado in Moore, mm-hmm. and um, that uh, we were right up close with that one, um, basically. We were watching the tornado from Briarwood Elementary's parking lot come at us, and as as everybody knows, Briarwood was one of the two schools that got mm-hmm. leveled by the tornado. Um, so we watched it come toward us, and we could feel the vibration of the tornado. And and uh, man, it was just a monster. And you know, I was supposed to be with you out, yeah. out on that day. That's, that's right. That's right. Yep. So yeah. weird how, you know, things work out where I, I wasn't because I had to stay back at the station, but yeah. uh, that's when I was back at Channel 8. Um, but that day, has that shock and awe worn off greatly since that time? Or does that kind of have flashbacks to um, that? 
I definitely do. And whenever, you know, I talk about it with people, I definitely, you know, get the same kind of feelings that come back whenever I, um, was there. Um, it was, it was the first time, you know, I had seen many tornadoes before then, but this was the first time I saw a tornado and see and saw firsthand immediately after the fact, how it affects people's lives. Um, and that really hit home. Mm. Um, and, uh, not only that, but also it was in Moore, which, you know, I'd lived in Norman for right. four and a half years going to college. So Moore was right up the street. So I'm seeing places that I've been to all the time get destroyed. And, you know, I love the Warren Theater there and mm-hmm. it just, you know, hit that. And and uh, that was another element that was, uh, you know, pretty devastating to see. Um, uh, it, well, it then was, we had the El Reno tornado yeah. right after that. El Reno tornado. Actually, I was in stage in the studio for right. that one with you. Just me and you. Yeah. Yep. Um, and yeah, 2013, awful, awful year. Another one, 2011. So take me back to two, 2011 because we have a very similar setup this year as, is 2011. Oh, well, that's kind of scary. Yeah. What, what happened? You know, my, after a while, honestly, I used to remember these like, oh yeah, yeah, 2011 and March 3rd, we had this. As I get older yeah. and with kids, I forget it all. Yeah. So remind me back to 2011. 2011. I mean, that was, um, I think our second most active tornado year ever. On record in Oklahoma. Okay. Pretty sure. It might be first. See, I, I was just, my wife was just pregnant with our first daughter. So uh, yep. it all, it is all a blur 2011. Yeah. What, what, what big tornado stood out to you in 2011? Do you remember? Um, I know I'm just putting this off on the top of your head. So if you can't, don't worry about it. So I remember in April, Tushka, Atoka okay. tornado. Oh yeah. Uh, EF3. I remember you calling me because I was on the yeah. morning show at the time. I remember yeah. you calling me that night and, and telling me what you saw. Yeah. That was um, that was a crazy tornado uh, that kind of hit the town of Tushka down in southeast Oklahoma. That kind of started off the year, um, and then we had the El Reno, the first El Reno, EF five, um, that hit El Reno and Piedmont. It's actually a mile wide, and a lot of people confuse this with the 2013 El Reno tornado. Sure, two different tornadoes. This one was actually an EF five. Um, and leveled houses there in Piedmont. We saw that tornado. That day was nuts. Um, that was May 24th, 2011. And they also also had, a but it was an outbreak, so they had several different tornadoes, one in McLeod, all around Oklahoma City. So yeah, let's go to that because in 2011, I don't think there was uh, much in the way of huge tornado activity in northeast Oklahoma. No, it was mainly central, southern, western. Right, and I think uh, that's why I don't remember it Yeah, as no. much. Yeah, on the east side, not as much. Um, that was also the same year, April 14th. Or no, no, I'm confusing 20, uh, 2012. Okay. I'm thinking of the twin Cherokee tornadoes. That was um, 2012. But, um, yeah, 2011 had the May 24th tornadoes. And then the, uh, which is my background on my phone, the uh, um, November November 7th, 2011, was the Quake-nado um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the tornado where we had uh, oh, only an, in Oklahoma, yeah, a strong earthquake and also tornadoes at the same time down in southwest Oklahoma by Lawton. Right. Um, that one there I had the picture of was actually an EF zero, but because it didn't do any damage, um, it was still looks beautiful. I know yeah. you can't the visualization. Can't from see it, but um, on audio is not great. It's, these it's days. on my Facebook if you want to check it out, folks listening. Um, but uh, yeah, it's one of the most picturesque tornadoes I've ever seen. 
And um, when it's weird to see that because normally you see green grass and green fields. Yeah. And uh, but that's just just, you know, the typical Yellow. winter Oklahoma. Yeah. Yeah. It was November, November 7th. And that was actually a cyclical supercell where it produced a, one tornado after the, after another. Wow. Uh, so I think it produced five tornadoes, one one storm. So talking about this, does this get you excited for severe weather season? Going yeah. Going back through those memories? I'm always excited. I, I don't like cold weather. These past no. few weeks Ugh. have been awful. They've been horrible. Yeah. I You know, I was a kid. I always wanted to snow. Now, as I get older, I'm like, forget yeah, the snow. because now you don't have snow days. Means <laughs> <laughs> I got to work. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like the warm weather. I like the humidity, especially. I don't like dry. dry I know. Air. So I went to Florida a couple of weeks ago, uh, the end of January, and, you know, with Florida in this time of year, you can get really warm or you can get a little, you know, not cold, obviously. But yeah. it, it was cold. I mean, there were lows in the 40s that night all yeah. the way down the southern parts of it, down the Everglades. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wearing a jacket in the Everglades. And um, I was really disappointed because I wanted to go there to feel that humidity, just that you step outside, you smell it, you know. Yeah. I was so excited about that. And it was it was chilly, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. But that's that's the way, you know, that's the gamble with Florida in, in the winter. Um, we were warm in Oklahoma and, and they were cold. Um, but then when we had the t- two week Siberian blast here, um, you know, they were incredibly warm. I saw uh, Naples had 87 degrees. Oh, those palm yeah. trees there. It's like a whole different world. It, it really is. It really is. So here we are. Uh, we're looking at a very active season coming up. I, I did a Facebook preview on this last night. You know, La Nina is going to give a lot of storms uh, heading our way. A very active pattern, active jet stream. Uh, but the storm seemed to be a little further north. And, and in my history here covering Oklahoma, that is actually better for us per se. One, you have more moisture. The yep. only thing I'm concerned, you know, you have the ability to, with the track to our north, is to pull that moisture north. Mm-hmm. And and we're dealing with dry line setups, and those are pretty good for us. Yeah. The only thing I'm concerned about is the incredibly dry conditions of southwest and, and capping issues uh, this year, where we're just, it's going to be potentially bad. You have a, too strong of a cap, and, you know, we're, we're getting not much, you yeah. know. But on the other hand, if that breaks, you know how that goes. Yeah, and... Uh, and uh, on the other side too, since it is so dry to the west, you know maybe that could even push the dry line further east, and mm. that could mean more um, interesting looking setups for our side of the state. A little uh, reminiscent of 2013, yeah, when that dry line was able to push, and we had the Broken Arrow tornado. We had yeah. uh, 2013, as you you know, you and I covered, yeah, <laughs> was yeah. insane. Yeah, and that dry line setup. Uh, right over Oklahoma City, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just the cities downstream from from the dry line have the best uh, potential of seeing the storms when they're at their most mature, and that's why you always see those big tornadoes and big storms in Oklahoma City. Well, because it's the the dry lines further west in western Oklahoma, so they form in western Oklahoma. By the time they're in Oklahoma City, they're mature. But if we get that dry line. And, and, and going back, it, once they're mature in Oklahoma City, and then they move to Tulsa, mm-hmm. they're decaying, they're right. weakening. Right. But if we move that dry line east to Oklahoma City, they're mature over us. Right. And they're weakening in Arkansas. Right. Everything is shifted east. Mm-hmm. So I'm afraid if we get really dry air, that's going to make that dry air mass push that dry line further east. And maybe that puts us more under the influence of severe weather. But Well, I mean, yeah. 2009, so there's... Several weather incidences in my head. Uh, this Siberian blast, this last one was what now one of them. Uh, that was awful, mm-hmm. uh, just because it was so cold and that was ridiculous. And also, um, 
where we had uh, 2019, <laughs> the the endless May of tornadoes. Yeah. Now we didn't have any uh, catastrophic tornadoes, thank God for that. But you know the flooding. Oh, that was it was horrible. It was just the most active pattern I think I've ever seen. Just right. like extreme active pattern. Right. Like just one storm after another and um it's yeah. hard to duplicate not only well, okay, let me put it this way. Last year was incredibly calm. It's hard to get that two years in a row. Yeah. In this in this region. It mm-hmm. just is. So it, you know, it, it it's possible, but in it, if you're a bet man, you'd probably say, Well, this year's gonna be uh, a little more crazier than last. Yeah. And it reminds me of 2011 whenever we had extreme cold right around this time uh-huh. too. In February, we had the blizzard. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, we actually warmed 79 degrees a week later. Just like what happened. Yeah. Yep. Because someone asked me, emailed me, hey, um, you know, to is this a record for a, a turnaround in temperatures from 13 degrees to 74? And so I went, I automatically went back to 11 because I was thinking, well, I know we hit 70 right after that. And that one was, it was negative 12 and we went to 79 degrees. Wow. So that beat yeah. what we just saw. Jeez. Yeah. 12 below with a foot of snow on the ground. Yeah. And then to 79, four days later. Yeah. I think that cold was more driven by the snowpack. Indeed. Than this one was more air mass driven, uh, which it, is even more rare, I feel like. No, that's that's absolutely the truth. Yeah. That's absolutely the truth. And and that's what made it a little more transient back then. But you also had, oh, well, you actually had more than 12 inches of snow on the ground, too. You had a lot more snow on the ground yeah. than what we saw here. Um, but we have gone on too long enough, John. Uh, what is your goal for the spring season? Goal for the spring season is um, help you guys out at Channel 2. And, and uh, whenever there's severe weather, do whatever I can to... Uh, help everybody stay safe out there and hopefully we don't uh, have too many storms things don't get rowdy and where we do have tornadoes hope it's in an open field i hope so too you know that's the thing you want to see the beauty of a tornado but yeah. you also want it to be in the middle of nowhere right so we and not see. affecting anyone at all which is sometimes very difficult to see john meteorologist john haverfield thank you so much good luck with the the liquor business thank you sir and we look forward to seeing i know you got some couple weekends coming up or the next couple months we'll see and obviously during severe weather as well Uh uh-huh sounds good thanks for having me thank you